Alright everyone, welcome to Go Five Your Break on Unsafe Space. I'm Carter, and I'm joined by oh. this young lady. Kira Hello Smith. Carter, how are you? I, I'm okay, but I'm listening to our show delayed in my ear, and I can't find the video that's playing on a computer somewhere that's piping back into my ear. So I'm, I'm being a boomer, I've got a boomer moment. Okay, I'm going to let you figure that out. I'm going to welcome people if it's your first time here. This is a live show that we do Mondays and Fridays. It's called Confetti Break on Unsafe Space. We interact with viewers. We do Q&A sometimes. Do we? We only answer questions. A um, couple things. We have a book club coming up. We do a, a book club where we alternate between fiction and nonfiction. And so last month we did Jordan Peterson's uh, new book, Beyond Order. And this month we're doing fiction. We're doing Catch-22. You can find out more about it at unsafespace.com on the book club page. If you'd like to join, it's free to join and participate. We really just love getting people together to discuss books, especially uh, in this day and age, some of the classics which are being banned and, and have a lot of relevance to the current dystopia we find ourselves in. Um, we've done a bunch of the classics and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from people. So if you want to take part in, in that one this month, you can still do that. What else? We have another show called Deprogrammed. Deprogrammed is a deep dive into social justice ideology, which if you're new here, social justice, obviously it's become mainstreamed in the past year. So I'd be shocked if you haven't heard about it at this point, but um, it was my belief system for over 20 years. And I left it. I started leaving it in 2016, 2017. It took a little while. Um, so Deep Programs is a show where we deep dive into that belief system, what it claims to be, what it really is, how it's manifesting itself in education, in, chur in churches, in entertainment. Um, and we do a lot of interviews on that, uh, on that series. And then we have another series called The Great Reset, which is hosted by Comics Division. And if you'd like to check that out, you can find all of that on our channel, which we're currently banned from for two weeks. And that's why you're watching us right now. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on our backup channel, the Clips channel. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm rebooting my other computer. There's, I literally closed all the windows and it's still piping in my ear. So I'm just shutting the computer down. I don't know. That's it's okay. like a magical, magical thing. Um, yeah, we are banned. And... Um, we're banned. I sent an email out to people who've signed up. If you go to unsafespace.com, you can sign up. Um, and we don't really send newsletters or anything. We don't spam you, but we do tell you when there's been a banning event. So I sent out an email on Friday, and I, I screenshotted the message from YouTube. But it was basically because we there's are a doctor. Of, there's a doctor? I mean, maybe we shouldn't even say his name. The doctor that we talked about. I'm, uh, I'm, I didn't say oh, okay. I wasn't okay. going to say I was his just... name. Basically, we got in trouble for, for allegedly contradicting accepted WHO. Uh, I'm going to put facts in quotes. Facts about the COOF. That's that's what we were, were banned. Right. There's a, there's a particular doctor we talked about, and we are finding that Anybody who mentions him at all in any videos with him, it seemed to be they're being scrubbed. Um, if you want to see our videos unedited and hear what we were talking about, you can do so at Odyssey at Library, and you can check out that episode there. 
Yes, and I, I want to be saying this. I, I forgot to say this. We might actually be live streaming on Odyssey right now. Um, hmm. Because I did try and set that up today. So we'll find out after the show if it's working. But, yeah. Um, we, we also, okay. because we're on our Clips channel today, guys, if you're normally in the chat and you like to do super chats, if you like to contribute in that way and ask questions, we we don't have enough. Um, we haven't met all the metrics on our Clips channel to, be, to enable super chats. Actually, we have. Oh. We have. Hold on. Oh. I found out something about our Clips channel this morning also. Because I was wondering why we don't have monetization on the Clips channel. Because we've met the metrics and we submitted our stuff. Clips channel was denied. We are never allowed to monetize on the Clips channel because we are too controversial. What? But yep. <laughs> um, wow. Yes. So monetization wow. will never happen here uh, oh, because we've cool. failed. They said, I mean, so I actually have, when I can pull it up again, sorry, I'm rebooting my computer. I, I looked at the list. There's a list of guidelines for being able to monetize. And if you go through the guidelines, literally CNN couldn't monetize. No one could ever monetize. If Except you, they do. Right. So it's, it's, this, it's this set of rules that basically you can't possibly meet. So they only apply it to people that they don't like. And then you can't actually complain because there's nothing to – like I look yeah. at it and I'm like, oh, well, we do violate that because like one of the things like talking about sensitive issues. It's like, well – Duh. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do that I guess. So well, I can't really argue with you. Like we, we talk about sensitive issues. Um, so here we – I think I actually have it. Uh, wait, where is it here? Yeah. Adver these, it's the advertiser-friendly con uh, content guidelines. Let me see if I can stick it up on our screen. Yeah. Okay. So here they are, the advertiser-friendly content guidelines. Okay. So inappropriate language. Okay. Fine. Um, although that makes it sound like anyone who swears can't get monetized, but obviously that's not true. People swear all the time and get monetized, but technically I guess you can't. Uh, violence. Okay, we don't really do that. Our focal point's not not violence. Um, adult content, we don't do that. Shocking content. Content that might upset, disgust, or shock viewers <laughs> may not be suitable. Okay, we don't really do that. We don't do that. Harmful or dangerous acts. Content that promote harmful or dangerous acts. We don't do that. Okay, here we go. Hateful and derogatory content. Content it incites hatred against, promotes discrimination, disparages, or humiliates an individual or group of people is not suitable. Now, I don't, we don't think we do that, that no, but we don't do that. they might say that we do. Um, They'll try to say that, but we don't content do that. Content that is satire or comedy may be exempt. Stating your comedic intent is not sufficient, and that content may still not be suitable for advertising, which is kind of funny. Like, comedy and satire might be exempt, but just because you say it's comedy or, or satire, that still might not be exempt. I, I guess they have to think it's funny. Recreational drug use, we don't do that. Firearms-related, focus on sale... Assembly, abuse, or misuse of firearms. We don't really do that either. Okay, here we go. Controversial issues. Refers to topics that may be unsettling for our users and are often the result of human tragedy. This policy applies even if the content is purely commentary or contains no graphic imagery. So CNN can't... Mon I mean, that's all That's all cable news does. No, but, they, but they don't apply that to CNN. They only apply they that to wrong thinkers. I want, I want to point this out. Let me just belabor this for because I, I, I have reason to, again, be reminded of how many people are in 
the bubble and are plugged into the propaganda machine just mm-hmm. from talking to a family member recently who's really plugged in. Um, you, If you're watching this, someone who's plugged into the machine, do you really think it's okay that they write guidelines that are so vague they can interpret them any way they want and they don't apply them to corporate media? They don't apply them to the media that you say you trust, even though you're on the left, which is weird that you trust corporations to have your best interests at heart to tell you the truth. But you trust corporate media. They allow corporate media to advertise and to make money here, even though they're behemoths and you would think they don't need the YouTube dollars. Uh, But they use these vague, overly broad guidelines to prevent little channels like us. And we're not alone. There's tons of, of small channels small media people that they they demonetize. They won't allow us to make money on our clips channel. Do you think that's okay? And you still call yourself a liberal. I want to know if all three of those things, do you do you support the corporate media? Do you trust the corporate media and you believe they should be able to monetize their videos? You don't think any wrong thinkers, anybody who thinks outside the box should be able to monetize and you consider yourself a liberal? Are, are all three of those things possible? I would like to know. Send in your answers. Well, I mean, this is so this is a tactic that I've discussed extensively in the past. This is a method that all authoritarians do. Um, They do it with laws as well as rules like this. And the method is very straightforward. It's you make as many possible things illegal so that someone is always breaking the law. Or if you have rules, you make as many possible rules uh, as you can so that someone is always breaking the rule. You're always everyone's guilty. And once you've done, obviously you can't function that way. Once you've done that, then it allows you to pick and choose who you prosecute because anytime you want to prosecute anyway, anyone, they've done something wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's how you get, you know, in a, in a society ostensibly set up to be rules by laws, not rules by rulers or like, you know, you know, ruled by, you know, uh, rules instead of people, right? Well, the, if you want to be, if you want to be one of the people with arbitrary power, all you do is have an infinite, like a, a huge, huge set of rules where everyone is always guilty. Yeah. Um, and that's why there's books longer. out about like seven felonies a day. The average person commits or some ridiculous number. Like that's what they, that's why they do it. They do it so that they can enforce against whomever they dislike. And there's no real way to argue with YouTube about this because you'd have to basically say, hey, you're not enforcing and get against these other guys, right? Because they can just point to the rules and say, well, you know, we're interpreting this as... This way. Yeah. Hey, so so Rebecca P. says, I love that your very vanilla Eclipse channel is too controversial to be monetized. Here's $10 for all the inappropriate language, shocking content, and controversial (laughs) issues that you cover. Hey, so that brings up a great point. If you do want to contribute today you can go to our subscribe star and on our subscribe star, there's a tip jar. It's real easy. You can also become a monthly subscriber there if you want to, but if you just want to give a tip today, you can do that. And Beverly is manning the tip jar there and we'll give us any comments that come in. So we'll try and find a way around these weasels. We call them star (laughs) chats when we're on subscribe. Star chats. Star chats are enabled. Well, I had no idea that they had, well, wait, so, let me go because there's – let me show you the couple – there's one more that's even okay. worse than controversial issues. And I'm – I think it's worse. Maybe I'm – maybe you disagree. Hold on here. Uh, let's see. So that was controversial issues. The next one, 
Sensitive event. Oh, a sensitive wow. event is usually an unforeseen event in which there has been a loss of life, typically a result of a pre-planned malicious attack by foreign terrorists. Blah, blah, blah. You can't talk about the sensitive event. You can't. That's news. By the way, that's news. That's called news. You can't talk about news. Incendiary and demeaning. Obviously, they're just going to say everything we do is that. Adult themes. I guess that's everything. So it wasn't that bad. So I guess our, I, my guess is they would, they would point to controversial and, and sensitive. Those are the two they would probably point to for us. And maybe swearing. But we don't have a channel. Like, we don't have... So normally you would think that they would demonetize a particular video. They just rejected the overall application the whole channel. channel to ever be. Yeah. Well, that I think goes to... They probably... Because they're continually t uh, changing their algorithm and changing their TOS and changing their rules to become right. more and more and more authoritarian. They probably instituted something after we had already become a regular channel. I bet it's harder now to get your channels monetized in the first place because they probably. just say you're too controversial. Whereas to go through and demonetize completely entire channels that were already monetized, that's they probably view that as more of a, uh, a story. And this is also, think about what they're doing when they do this. A lot of people who have a good idea for a show um, who are just starting out and like our friend Josh Slocum is doing the Disaffected podcast and he's growing very quickly, I, I think, looking at his numbers for how long he's been around. Um, they are trying to disincentivize people like him, wrong thinkers. They're trying to disincentivize people from even trying because they're saying out of the gate, we're not going to let you even if you. Even if people like the content you're making and they want to support you financially, we're not going to make that easy for you. We're not going to let you do it through our platform. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, Goliath. Uh, okay. But, you know, the people who, who are doing this for more than money will, will, will do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to, they don't, they don't, it's almost like that essay that Thomas St. Thomas wrote. They don't understand people who are principled and who would do things for principles. So they think, well, this is enough to right. disincentivize people. Well, screw you. Like, we're going to talk no matter what roadblocks you put up in our path. And right. we'll, we'll find, find a way workarounds. Yeah. And yeah. we'll find workarounds and whatever. Speaking of workarounds, speaking of workarounds, and I wasn't like, I was actually not going to do this uh, until I saw this morning that we couldn't even accept super chats on our clips channel because we were, well, we were not monetized. But. I'm just going to, I mean, I assume it's, I think it's okay I, to, to just move forward with this. Look, I, we were at Porkfest over the, what, last week? And uh, Porkfest is a libertarian festival. We're not going to talk about it too much today because we did film something on Friday that we're going to release. Uh, Carrie, did you say tomorrow is the goal? Yes. Releasing it? Yeah. Um, so we did film, we got to film a, I guess sort of like a coffee break, just, um, a bunch of the unsafe space team hanging out in our Airbnb uh, doing a Kofefi break uh, style show and we'll air that tomorrow. But so I don't want to, you know, no spoilers on Porkfest there, but uh, one of the interesting things about it was it's, yeah, there's a lot of people focused on politics there, but there's also just people focused on building communities and there's all different kinds of communities that are um, springing up in, the libertarian movement generally, the small libertarian movement generally. And, you know, you got your hippie communities and your gun communities and whatever. But you also have, I, I saw this guy walking around with this jug of raw milk because, you know, 
as you do at a festival. You walk around with jugs of raw milk. And so uh, I ended up talking to him, and we he's got he's represents this looks so they look like a startup. They're called Farm Match. This is the thing that he gave gave me. Um, so we, you know, he, he's what they're doing is they're connecting local farmers with people who want uh, eggs, beef, whatever local farmers are selling, and it's the idea is to start building communities where you're not going to you're not going through some of the large uh, mainstream either big ag or just large companies or you know i mean I'll, I'll admit i've bought food on amazon before which is shameful right you shouldn't have to do that <laughs> go through uh large um woke companies to do business and to get your food and so it's kind of helping you build these little communities where if you want fresh eggs or if you want um you know beef or whatever you connect with a local farmer and you buy directly from the farmer you get fresher stuff and you don't have to pay the middleman so anyway um yeah, raw milk. Johnny Quick Draw. Johnny Boy Quick Draw says raw milk. That's contraband, right? Yeah, that's pro that's illegal. I'm sure as well. Uh, so anyway, we signed up as like affiliates. If you want to go, I I went to the website this morning. I played with it. I'm gonna get something from a local farmer here. They're clearly just starting out, so you know you have to be a little bit understanding of the website. But um, yeah, you could go to unsafespace.com/farm now, and if you want to find a local farmer, or if you're a local farmer that wants to sell something, uh, hey, if we're going to build a community of people off-grid or people outside of the mainstream system, it doesn't just mean video hosting platforms like Odyssey. It also means food um, and other stuff. So let's give that a shot. And uh, uh, Speaking of food, see what people think. Yeah. have you noticed that I've seen people talking about how so I got tagged in some things about how there's a lot of internet chatter now about possible food manufactured food shortages happening soon. It's just manufactured just food, like meaning they, they made manipulated. A intentionally? Yes. Okay. I haven't yes. seen that. I've heard. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not plugged into all the what what some people call the back channels, uh, and I don't know how much of that stuff I believe. But when I hear multiple people start talking about like, okay, get ready for there to be a food shortage, then just, I don't know, my ears prick up, maybe. I don't know if it's true or not, but just putting it out there in case you haven't heard of it. Huh. Look, Well, look. it does, it fits their narrative, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, with the Great Reset stuff, which Ian talks a lot about, um, they, they do want, they're trying to, they like crises because crises can be used to... Uh, you know, rapidly accelerate social change that they're looking for, right? And so they tried to use global warming slash climate change to really push some of the Great Reset agenda. And then they switched to COVID when they were like, ooh, this is much better, like COVID. Yeah. COVID really works well, but, you know, COVID's going to die down a little bit and and, uh, and they're going to switch back to something else. And, you know, we've seen a lot of articles about eating mealworms and bugs and other stuff and, like, that being super important. They're really yeah. pushing this idea that um, uh, that meat is harmful for the environment, which actually, if you look at the numbers, isn't really true. It's not It's not the the problem that they suggest it is, but, they but it is. they're going to push that out and they're going to really – because they want to convince you to stop eating, eating meat. Um, so I, I – yeah, who knows? Who knows what they'll do with this? But I love the idea of having 
you know, relationships with a local farmer. Like I, I mostly eat just meat and stuff. So why not buy my eggs? I don't have to go to Safeway to buy eggs and beef and stuff. Why not just buy it from a local farmer? It's so much better. So I'm smiling at Adam Coleman who says, I think the reason you're not being monetized is because YouTube is picking up tigers cursing every time a squirrel runs by. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Here we it. thought it was about our ideas, but it's just about tiger. It's about so. the doggy. They're cat. Yeah. They're cat people. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just sent you <laughs> two images that okay. speaking of, you were saying COVID and how that's starting to be less of a, uh, a way to stoke the fear. Oh God. I I'm, think, I'm just, sorry. I just read the headline of one. I think so too. I think, I think so too, but they're also, they're not giving it up yet. They're still using it. And this is a great illustration. I've seen a few of these. This one just happened to be in, I picked one from legacy media. This was in CNBC and Beverly, the you head- put it up there. Yeah. The Let's see if she gets, I guess, go ahead. She'll get it. She'll get her. Stuff okay. Together. There we go. So this headline from CNBC and I've seen a few of these, like I said, it says the who the WHO, urges fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks as the Delta COVID variant spreads. Now Uh we can't, if we contradict the who we'll get banned on this channel. So let's not contradict them. Let's just see what they say. What's the, what's the, the next is just tells a little bit in the next headline or the next screen. Click that little arrow there, Beverly, you can do it. Come on, Beverly. <laughs> Go, Beverly. You can click, click the arrow. I have here? faith in you. What's happening here? Oh, no. <laughs> no, she can't click the arrow. Damn it. You know, I thought she could. Uh, but just, it was beyond her. There, there we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. So these are just key points. I like how they pull the key points out. This is for, so I think probably 90% of people only read headlines and they know that. And then what after and then after that they're like, well, the ten percent who do actually open it to read it, only you know ninety percent of they'll those just read will, the key they'll just read the key points. <laughs> so let's pull the key points out. Let's get our propaganda out. Okay, key points number one: the WHO urged fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks and practice other COVID nineteen pandemic safety measures as the highly contagious Delta variant spreads rapidly across the globe. And then they have a quote as their second key point. It says, quote, people cannot feel safe just because they had two doses. They still need to protect themselves, end quote. Uh, and that's from the WHO official, Dr. Samayo. So uh, we're being told you cannot feel safe. Uh, you should not feel safe. And then I am going to send you this because this is from a blue check mark person. <laughs> By the way, I'm learning a new thing today also. If what? you sig- you use signal with Beverly, stop because she just puts the signal stuff up on the screen here. Someone, you know, for for a millennial, I feel like you're the boomer, Beverly. My goodness. My goodness with your images. I don't, I don't know. understand what's wrong with that. But here, so I'm I just sent these to you. <laughs> Okay, this is a guy, and 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 this this is the result of the kind of the propaganda they're putting out now about uh, the Delta variant. And so, this is a guy named Wajahat Ali. He's a blue check mark. So, 
we should listen to him. No, <laughs> he says. So he's right. <laughs> he says, I feel, and I'll just, I'm not going to wait for Beverly to get it up, but I sent it to her. Yeah. He says, I feel America has forgotten that we're still in the middle of a pandemic that has killed more than 600,000 people. And there's a deadly Delta plus strain and our kids are still not vaccinated. Sigh, sigh. And then he says, ah, I see packed restaurants and people inside stores and malls and their kids aren't wearing masks. I feel like I'm in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should see a therapist about that, which are hot. And uh. I just, I, I was reading this and I'm like, dude, you know how we talk about lately, everything down is up, up is down. It's mass, mass projection and gaslighting. We're living through a time of, I believe, uh, I think we've been through these kind of times before throughout history, but we're at we're at a peak level of lying and inversion. Inversion is what's important here. They twist what's up down and what's down up. And so this guy, for example, saying here, think about what he's saying. He's saying that to see normalcy, to see normal normalcy, families out at restaurants with their kids, normal, normal kids, not wearing masks, healthy kids, not wearing masks that that feels like a horror movie to him. What's crazy here is that Carter, this past year and, and three months or whatever, 15 months, that's the horror movie. Every time we go into the grocery store and I'm looking at everyone wearing masks for a virus that has over 99% recovery rate and they're putting masks on kids who are the least susceptible to it anyway, they're putting masks on four-year-olds for 15 months and they're walking around like sheep, like, like out of any number of, 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 zombie movies and out of any number of like uh the one with the one we talk about a lot uh with they live is that the one the one with uh donald sutherland where he's pointing and he's like oh you know oh the pod people one uh yes the invasion of the body snatchers invasion of the body snatchers that's what it's felt like for 15 months me going unmasked to the grocery store and seeing all these pod people everywhere complicit in the delusion that's the horror movie you freak and the, and the truth is you want to continue living in the horror movie you love the horror movie why why jai hot you love the horror movie and you and you're like i went out and i saw families having a dinner i saw and kids faces <laughs> I saw kids faces. it was like a horror movie it was all horrible <laughs> like boy it just it just strikes me it's so uh, it's so up is down down is up like what is wrong what's wrong with well i mean you? clearly there's just a psychological i mean i think the thing I, this is why the 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 world economic forum must be really excited about this stuff because they really found like the global warming stuff wasn't working but they really found a, an issue that would resonate with the psychological dysfunction that is has has already metastasized into the population so they really found something that that you know they they really needed to hit on something that would would really trigger the the mass of dysfunctional people in society and it wasn't i guess maybe global warming was too abstract for them but like the the deadly virus it's the zombie apocalypse you've got to wear a mask like that really it re they struck a a nerve with these people and they really activated uh a lot of dysfunction in society so i they've got to be loving this and 
Delta variant. I mean, notice they started towards the beginning of the alphabet, so we, we're going to have a lot more variants <laughs> we are. Uh, to, to go on, I'm sure. That's a great point. <laughs> so, oh, that's a uh, great point. Next year, we'll be, you know, a couple months, there'll be the Echo variant, right? And then the Foxtrot variant. There's, like, there's going to be an endless list of variants. Um, They're going to name them like hurricanes. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> this season. <laughs> These are the five COVID variants. It's going to be 2050. And we're going to be talking about the five COVID variants this year. Um, I went, so I went to get I, my my clock's a little off because I had the worst travel experience. By the way, Porkfest was great. Just if you can avoid it, do not fly right now. American Airlines is a shit show. Yeah. It took me, uh, well, I don't know if I want to go into, but like my flight got canceled, like delayed till the next day. It was just an absolute cluster. Uh, so anyway, I'm in tired, and I stopped and got a yerba mate at the local store here. And the rule here is you do not need masks. You don't need a mask anymore. It's, I guess, probably only if you're vaccinated, but whatever. Everyone in California is basically vaccinated except for a few holdouts like moi, which no one knows. Um, I know. <laughs> but I went to the store, and I just waltzed in. So by the way, like New Hampshire was awesome because no one was ever wearing a mask. So I went into the store. Carrie, I was the only person in the store without a mask. You don't have to wear a mask. They're all vaccinated. I was the only person not wearing a mask in the store. That's crazy. Well, that <laughs> like, was me. That was me all what year. The hell? But like I know, but you were supposed to now you don't even have to wear one. And they're still they're still all masked up. Yeah, that's changed here. See, so H E B, for example, our grocery store, uh, here in Texas, our chain. So all year they didn't enforce it. So I didn't wear a mask. And every once in a while, I'd see one other person maybe or two, not wearing one. But and I'd get real excited if I saw maybe three not wearing one. But they would never enforce it. And now they've gotten rid of their mandatory signs. And they say optional. So when I got back from Porkfest and went to the grocery store yesterday, I was like, what's what's going on? Wait, nobody's wearing one anymore. And it and, and it's because they change their sign to say optional. Now on the one hand, I'm happy that all these people have taken it off now. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm just reminded about what sheep people are. You needed the, you needed them to change the sign to choose to do. You, you just, you, one great thing about this is it just showed me like the truth about like the Ash conformity experiments that we talk about how many people are followers and they'll follow no matter what they they'll just, they won't even, I, th- there's so many things in their way in terms of getting to, and I'm talking about the people who want to take it off. There's so many things in their way, whether it's fear, fear of social exclusion, um, just, you know, being, being challenged or uh, being seen as outside the tribe. I, people will just go along with it. So it's be- I think it's become fetishized also. I think people are, um, I, I think people are are they've somehow fetishized the mask thing, probably because it was made political, and so they like they feel proud wearing them. Like I've got my mask. Check it. It's well, like yeah. an accessory. It's an accessory that makes them feel cool. Oh yeah, um, that's like the David Hogs of the world. They they don't. I don't think they'll ever take it off. Good. I don't want to see his face. I'll see as little of yeah. his face as possible. Um, <laughs> but their brain. Well, but uh, but their their brains really do need oxygen. Of all people they really should be yeah so i want to say something about american before we move on just because you mentioned it sure and jason 
are who who you guys might know from chat as Christ. Jason was telling us about what was going on with American Airlines, and I looked it up and I found a couple of news articles about it. So Carter's flight was delayed. Mine, I mean, was uh, delayed until the next day. It was canceled, and they had another one. And mine was delayed many hours. And as I was stuck in the airport, listening to people complaining and stuff, and they kept saying it's because our crew isn't here. We're waiting on our crew. And Jason had said, yeah, they're having mass staff shortages. And if you look into this, you find that they, even though they received $5.8 billion with a B, the one, one airline, that's just American Airlines. They, they received $5.8 billion in taxpayer dollars to bail them out because of the lockdowns because everybody, because of COVID, they got 5.8 billion. They still laid off nine, over 19,000 employees. Yeah. And now they have staff shortages. And so all these delays and cancellations are because they're still booking flights at the same rate as if they don't have those staff shortages. It's the whole thing is a cluster mess. It's just really poorly managed. I mean, it, yeah. like, it's fine if you, if you had to let go of staff because of whatever reason, um, which I'm not sure they had to, but like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know the details of their business. Fine. Let go of your staff. But then you need to schedule only the flights that you can actually support. You can't go on pretending that you can support the number of flights that, that you could in the past. And yeah, I mean, may, maybe I'll just really briefly, briefly, we, we drove my flight on our way, we were like two hours from the Manchester airport in New Hampshire. And so we're all stuffed into Beverly's car, driving Beverly and her boyfriend's car. We're all driving to the airport. And um, I'm starting to get these updates like, oh, your flight's delayed by an hour. Oh, all right, whatever. Oh, your flight's delayed by two hours. Uh, you know, Oh, your flight's delayed by three hours. I'm like, okay, this is getting bad. And then it was like, your flight's delayed till tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, well, what the hell? Like, so uh, I ended up, I ended up road tripping with Beverly and her boyfriend back to their house um, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, staying over their house, hanging out with some chickens and some geese, and getting on a plane from Pittsburgh the next day. Um, but the whole, but American, when I when I was when I left San Francisco to go to New Hampshire, I didn't I didn't mention this, but like. They also, the line, I was at the airport like two and a half hours early because I mistakenly, like I got there mistakenly earlier than I meant to. It took like an hour and a half, two hours to get like through the check-in line. It was absolutely ridiculous. And the woman there was bitching at people about standing cl too close. She, It was just like the rudest, worst people, um, super long lines. and And then to have this experience on the way back, which was just like, what a cluster. I like stay the hell away from American. Um but I don't I don't know what my story. Oh, you know while we were driving we we it was like I don't know. What was it Beverly like 8 hours, 10 hours in the car? It was forever. We did do we recorded our conversation. So Beverly's going to going to probably make some extra bonus content out of the audio conversations. Um So yeah, that'll happen. Anyway, I don't know where was I was. Was it interesting? Like, yeah. <laughs> Kidding. No. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Some of it was interesting. Some of it was. 
Uh, I hopefully she's not going to take the whole thing. I think she's going to take like interesting moments, okay. perhaps. Okay, let's good. let's hope. <laughs> I did also. We also made Watt and Beverly sit in the front seat and hold my laptop and watch Idiocracy because she had never seen Idiocracy. So she's now <laughs> been uh, <laughs> she's now been properly updated. updated. So it's Beverly 2.0. She now. Well, I think about the the airports and the airlines and and just thinking about the people complaining about it. And I went on Twitter because I wanted to see if there were other people complaining. I did just a quick search for American Air and there were people all over various airports uh, who were all complaining and they're all and they were also complaining about I've been on hold for four hours. What gives? You know, it's like, yeah, they don't have the staff to answer your phone call. Right. Um, And I was just thinking about consequences of the things that we support and the things that we put our name to and stuff. And how many of these people who are complaining will ever draw any connections back to anything? It's like you, air, the airline, American air sucks and, and they're not answering my calls and my flights delayed. And I heard people saying their friends, but their buddy's flight had been canceled. There were such people talking about they were leaving some wedding or whatever. And they were talking about their buddy's flight was canceled and they weren't going to have any new flights for like four days or something. And all these people screwed and talking about it. But do you ever make any connections back to the things that happen? Like, why are we here? Why are we at this point with this airline? Of course, of course you don't do that, Carrie. That's not allowed. (laughs) They just don't think about it. It's like. I'm sure it's all capitalism. Oh, I see. It's It's capitalism's fault. Because right. what happens is capitalism is responsible for um, uh, government-enforced mandates shutting down an industry combined with government subsidies keeping the big players in that industry alive combined with one of the most regulated, heavily regulated industries, uh, maybe healthcare more regulated, but pretty regulated industry. Uh, all that, that's the free market, <laughs> apparently. That's the problem with the free market. For anybody um, who's slow on the up, take like like people i've got some in mind what carter's saying is that's not capitalism that that's not the free market that that's government intervention you might even call it um, cronyism maybe cronyism and corporate welfare uh provided by the government which is taxpayer dollars to bail out corporations instead of letting the marketplace take care of them yeah, it's like the it's like the Occupy Wall Street people. Like I co- I completely agree with them about all the wrongs, and then they're like, "It's capitalism." I'm like, "What are you? Are you retarded?" Like <laughs> Wall Street's has nothing to do with capitalism. It's like it's the, it's the biggest cronyist. It's like the the most cronyism ever in any industry ever. It's like a, a revolving door between regulators and bankers. You're literally in an industry where the government is, has a monopoly on the money and like. And 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 has special relationships with their buddies, so they get the the Fed's printed money first. Like it's it's the most non-free market possible, and and like and they're make, complaining about it. And I'm like I agree, they shouldn't have gotten bailouts and all this stuff. That's, but then they're like, ah, we need more socialism. I'm like, what do you, what do you think you're complaining about, dude? You're com- like, what do you think? The, the, it's not the free market. Yeah. You want like the free market is the closest thing you can imagine to a free market is like your iPhone, which we have complaints about, sure, but like electronics, they're pretty free, not super regulated. Like not a lot of like there's not a lot of problems in that market. It's not like you know, your TV prices have been steadily falling and getting better over the past several decades. There's not like super crises in in that area because it's mostly a free market. 
Um, you know, you don't get if there were any electronic companies left in the U.S., they wouldn't be getting government subsidies. Anyway. Anyway, uh, thank you for that. What else? Oh, wait. Can we do one more one more thing? Do we have star um, chats to read? Oh, well, we have some star chats. Yeah, let's see. Wait, I want to put... Beverly, find that picture and that covers my face That because no one wants to look at my face. Find the picture that we talked about earlier and stick it up. Because I do want to mention, we were selling these things at Porkfest, and we we're gonna sell them now online a little bit because we didn't sell all of them. And, oh, we have some um, of these left. Yeah, we have some of these we left. We have They're some of these left. Irreconcilable differences. If you're just listening and hey, not watching, hey, hey, you're you're still in the thunder of the video. There we go. There we go. Now, oh. now, now, say it. Now announce. What are you talking about? What video? Not video. The the image. Oh, it was already up. Oh. <laughs> For me, you said it and it wasn't up, and I'm like, wait, wait for the, wait for it the reveal, Carrie. Up. It was oh. already up. There's just a timing issue then. All right, whatever. Uh, Go ahead, explain. It's a T-shirt that says "Irreconcilable Differences," and it has a heart that's broken, with a porcupine and a sheet. Yes. So we're gonna sell those. Porcupine is the for those of you who don't know, it's the libertarian logo. Um. All right. Let's find some some star chats. By the way, Dion, these are not star chats, but Dion is always, I just have to give it up for you. You're always coming with really great quotes in the chat and elsewhere, and uh, I just appreciate them. There's a lot of them that you've posted today, but while you're pulling up the star chats, there was one of these I wanted to read. Um, I may It may have gone too far. He says, governments don't want a population capable of critical thinking. They want obedient workers, people just smart enough to run the machines and just dumb enough to passively accept their situation. Mm -hmm. That and is true. Let me see if I can find the second part of that one. Go ahead, Carter. Well, let's just, I'm just going to read some of these. Uh, Roger yeah. Haynes just sent us five bucks and says nothing, but he usually gives a thumbs up. Or a sticker, so I'm going to assume he would have stickered if he had been allowed. Uh, I think we read uh, Adam. We read Adam Coleman's already. Christopher Gorey says uh, gave us twenty bucks. Thanks, Christopher. And he says they have weaponized language quite intentionally, so I don't see why we can't do the same. <clears throat> would have been very easy for this to be a two-week vacation for you guys. This Texan says thanks for working, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we could have just made it. Why would we make it a vacation? We, I mean, yeah, we're here. For, we're, we're doing this for a reason. But thank you. From, uh, a fellow, from a fellow Texan, I love. I love Texans. We have Carter's now on the Texas secession, or the te let's move to Texas bandwagon. We can talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kitemer says, "Hi guys, not a regular, but I love your analytical approaches and attempts at deconstructing all those neo-Marxist derivatives or." corporatism really helpful well welcome Kitemer. thank you welcome. um yeah i i actually enjoy deconstructing some of that stuff it's it's fun i think that's it for star chats but um as a reminder if you're just joining we do not uh we do not have the ability to do super chats on this channel nor are we monetized in this channel so if you want to contribute or do some kind of chat that gets read on air, you got to go to Subscribestar and 
do a tip and Beverly is monitoring that right now and she'll put it up on screen and we will we will read it. So that's because YouTube will not allow us to monetize this channel because they say it's too controversial. Uh, right. Dion. Dion also <laughs> says this is another quote I wanted to read. Uh, a quote by Brian Stevenson, fear and anger are a threat to justice. They can infect a community, a state, or a nation and make us blind, irrational, and dangerous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Fear and anger. Yes. Uh, and then this is also not a super chat, but Scott Miller says, as a fellow Gen Xer, I say that I'm profoundly tired of the boomers. Take off the mask and live your life, people. Living in fear is not living. Do you think it's more boomers than other generations that are complying, that we're complying? I don't know. I think I think boomers are responsible for the propaganda largely, but it wouldn't work if they didn't if they weren't followed by massively compliant younger generations. Hmm. That's my guess. Like Fauci's a boomer, right? Roughly, or I think. Like yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the boomers that are kind of pushing this, but. It's, it's the it's been gobbled up so greedily by and hungrily by frankly gen xers i mean i hate to throw my own generation under the bus but like it's mostly us right it's mostly gen xers i don't know, I don't know. there's a lot of us who it, i guess it just depends on who you know anecdotally i have no idea because a lot of my friends tend to be the types who don't comply i guess whether they're progressive or conservative they don't comply with authority <laughs> uh so i don't know What's the generation after boomers? Is that the silent generation? You mean before the older? Oh, no, younger. What's the one younger than boomers? Is it just Gen oh, X? Oh, it's, that... it's Gen X. It's boomers, Gen X, millennials, oh. and then Gen Z. The... All right. Then I I mean, if I had to point the fingers, I would say it's mostly Gen X. It's mostly us. Hmm. Right? Because we're about the age of, we're middle management power age. And we're like, they're, they're the one, we're the ones pushing it. Right? Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah the super old guys, maybe not so much or maybe a little bit, but I don't know. So I have um, a funny idea I'm going to tell you about getting around the controversial. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if someone did? Because uh, my husband and I bought this old house and we have started a, an Instagram account for it for the renovation for anybody that wants to follow along. And we're going to do a YouTube channel, although I don't know how active we'll be on the YouTube channel. But what if you had a channel that was branded like a home renovation channel and you start all the videos actually in a house where you're like, come into the kitchen. Here's what we've been working on. And then you cut straight to Dr. Fauci. Da -da -da. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would figure that out relatively quickly. Damn it. Uh, or yeah. if you had a, a cat video channel and you start off every video with cats dancing or, you know, filming your cat and then get right to the important stuff in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, I think no. as clever as it that may feel, I'm pretty sure they would see right through that one pretty quickly. <laughs> but you know, we just call it, it all about cats. Honest. Uh, yeah, this is this is definitely a non-controversial YouTube channel all about cats. Non-controversial cat channel. Yeah. <laughs> you could name the cats important political figure names like this is Fauci cat. This is, you oh, know, look. my uh, cat named YouTube is banning some other cat today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fauci cat said some things and then Fauci cat said some other things and they don't seem like the same consistent things. But it's, I'm just talking about my cat. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I think they might. I think they might get away with. They might, they might notice that. Um, entertaining that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, other other topics. We talk about some other. Did you see Gwen yeah. Berry? There's like big controversy about Gwen, Gwen Berry. Yes, I did because that name is sticking in my mind, but I don't remember what it was. Can you remind me? So I don't even remember what her sport is. I think she's a runner. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's the one who turned away from the flag and the anthem at the Olympics thing, right? Yeah, she turned away. She turned her back to the the American flag during the national anthem, and then she put a shirt over her face during part of it. Uh, I think it said something like activist or whatever. Um and there's a huge controversy about this. And I guess Dan Crenshaw, who I don't really like, but he called, he said she should not be. Oh, someone said hammer throw. Oh, so she, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw her say, okay. I saw her say something about in indoors, thi- like an like indoor uh, event. And I was thinking to myself, like, like what, what, what distinguishes between indoor and out? Like what sport has a distinguishing thing between indoor and outdoor? Like you could say like, oh, indoor track versus outdoor track but i didn't know like is there an indoor versus outdoor hammer throw i don't know anyway um yeah there's a big controversy about here and dan crenshaw is saying oh she should be removed from the team and blah 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 um i kind of agree that she should be removed from the team like that i care a lot about the olympic teams but the kind of the point of the olympic team i mean olympic teams are organized based around countries. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that they shouldn't be, but let's just accept the context of the Olympics for a moment. Yeah. They are organized around countries. Yeah. You are there representing your representing country. country. So if you hate the country that much, like if you're if you're not willing to represent the country, it seems like you just shouldn't be on the team, like go to a different country and represent them. Like it's not, uh, there's certainly countries who will, who will allow you, like who will grant you citizenship and let you, like I had a, I had a buddy who wanted to be, his goal was to be on the Olympics. And so he got, I think it was Colombia. I think he like basically bought his citizenship in Colombia and got to be on their, uh, cross country skiing team, but then he didn't oh, qualify well. for the Olympics. So he, he didn't, he got close though. Um, but you, like, you don't have to be there representing, like you can have your views, but if you're going to represent the country at this multinational thing, it seems like at the very least, like you don't have to be massively patriotic, but you should probably not shun the country. It's like, you shouldn't probably not well, turn your back on, on the country. I just think it's, a person, I sent you a, I sent you a link, Beverly, to a tweet about it. But you can see a picture of her while there's the other two, first place and second place, I think, are turned and facing the flag during the anthem, and she's turned away. And then shortly after, this is when she threw a t-shirt over her head or something, yeah. and she said in it, "It's a person who's just deluded with ego and ideology. Um, a person possessed is the way I view it." She says, "My person, my purpose, and my mission." is bigger than sports. I'm here to represent those who died due to systemic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. And I just said, your purpose is your ego, which indeed 
may be bigger than sports. I mean, clearly it is. Yeah. You're, and actually you're not there to represent anyone other than the United States. That's who you're there to represent. So you can, you can do what you want. You can turn away. You can be disrespectful, but don't expect people to clap for you for it. I mean, I'm, there are the woke who are going to, this is a virtue signaling thing for the woke to be like, yeah, look at her strong. Look at her. She's a strong uh, black woman who's blah, blah, blah against systemic racism. But, you know, be prepared for those of us who see through this kind of narcissism to say, no, you just have a huge ego and you're full of yourself. How much did she protest um, Japan since that's where the Olympics are? I would like to know because uh, Japan has uh, a much bigger racism problem. I mean, if you're going to call it a problem. Well, uh, she like, hasn't protested yet at all, as far as I know. This was at the trials in in uh, Oregon, is where this was. But uh, oh, this is the trials still. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe if she gets in, she'll. I guess we can expect her to really, really be uh, adamantly anti-Japan when when if she goes to Tokyo, we should expect her to call them out on uh, the fact that it is legal to discriminate in in japan and there is a lot of discrimination um there's massively massively uh racist culture in japan she should she she'll call them out i'm sure i'm sure if she gets to tokyo she'll she'll, be. she'll turn her attention to anti-japanese hmm. uh uh policy somebody said uh how she couldn't win the gold but she won the gold in virtue signaling <laughs> yeah, someone else pointed out that she she's I'm sure there's a Nike contract in the mail. Yeah. Uh, she, she her goal is mission accomplished. I just I don't really care about the hammer throws so much or sports, but I really want a Nike contract. So, I'm going to get good enough to compete in the uh Olympic trials and then uh pose pose for the cameras in a way that will get me my Nike contract. Here's uh-huh. here's one other link that I sent you. Since you're talking about the Olympics, Carter, this is something um, last night. I don't know if any. Oh, I know I know we have a crossover audience now, which is awesome with Disaffected with Josh Slocum. If you saw his show, his premiere last night, he covered this, and I would definitely recommend you go check it out because he included a picture. This is the uh, this is the transgender woman, so biological man. <laughs> Who is uh woman? Did you just say woman? <laughs> yeah. Woman. <laughs> nah, I think that's how as Hill versus Babyface says it. Woman. Um <laughs> he he's now become the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympic Games. New Zealand has named him uh as as one of their competitors. Here we go. Let's just read from the from the article. Weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, by the way. I forget what his name used to be. I think it was like Rufus or something. Gerald. Rufus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I bet it wasn't Rufus. I would change my possibly. name too if it was Rufus. Okay. <laughs> Weightlifter Laurel Hubbard will become the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics after being selected by New Zealand for the women's event at the Tokyo Games, a decision set to reignite a debate over inclusion and fairness in sport. Hubbard will compete in the super heavyweight 87 plus kilogram category. Her, they use the, use the preferred pronouns. Mm. Her selection made possible by an update to qualifying requirements in May. The 43 year old 
who will be the oldest lifter at the games, had competed in men's weightlifting competitions where he was mediocre uh, before transitioning <laughs> in 2013. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, NZOC chief Karen Karen Smith said it was a, quote, historic moment in sport and for the New Zealand team. Yeah, you are making history here, Karen. She is our first Olympian who has transitioned from male to female, she told reporters. We do know that there are many questions about fairness of transgender athletes competing in the Olympic Games, but I would like to take this opportunity to remind us all that Laurel has met all of the required criteria. So the new the new criteria. So the criteria has We made been up some changed. crappy criteria and she met it. So stop she arguing. She met it. We changed the criteria. What? Like yeah. men can compete. Now what? <laughs> and so what was interesting is that uh, when Josh covered this on Disaffected last night, he showed a picture of Laurel uh, weightlifting in Zoom. You could see because of the form fitting clothing, you could see Laurel's male genitalia in this picture where they're calling her a woman and telling us there's no difference. If she says it, then she is. And he also pointed out what was really unfair here, which is that in New Zealand, there are some 21 year old women's weightlifters who will not be going to the Olympics because they're sending this 43 year old man. Of course. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm looking at this, this Laurel person, Carrie, and, uh, I guess the she, quote she is going to be the oldest, um, and I got to be honest. I'm look. I'm not buff, and you know when I look at someone like uh, I don't know Dwayne Johnson, I'm like, well, I'm never going to be that buff no matter how much I work out. But I look at Laurel and I'm like, I I think I could get there with a couple of years of lifting. Like I I think I think maybe <laughs> I should be the oldest. I maybe I should go. This should be my new. Like she's not that buff. He, whatever. He's not, he's, it's like not that bad. I think, could, I think it's achievable. I think that you could compete amongst the women. Like, I think I could. I think I could you know, do it. I think I, can, I, I could get there. I don't think that you would place, I don't think that you would be remarkable among men, but remarkable no, among no, women. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I know I couldn't, I, I couldn't compete against the guys in any way, but that looks achievable to me. Uh, <laughs> that's that one. When I was in <laughs> when I was in high school, I used to I used to run the mile. Uh, that was my like my main race in high school, and my goal at the time the women's world record was four nineteen, um, okay. and my goal was to beat the women's world record in high school. Uh, but go. I never actually did it. I only, I got to like four thirty, which was as, as I got close. But I had friends who did, uh, and uh, but of course now I don't know what happens. Like what happens now? Because I was just some douchebag in high school, and I got pretty close. Like what happens to all the people who, like there were Ooh. plenty of people faster than me in the state. So yeah, uh, like what what happens at that point? Are this is just well, you know, if, if you're in high school and you're like, well, I actually want to, I want to be the fastest wanna... woman in America. You just like oh yeah, yeah. that's already happening. There's already women's. Uh, a lot of the girls track teams, the champions are now biological men. I mean, this is already happening. And the women who speak out against it, the girls who speak out against it are attacked by the legacy media and pylons are initiated where they're called bigoted and stuff because they simply want a fair competition. That's all it is. It's like, dude, I don't care if Laurel Hubbard 
wants to be called she and wants people to um, uh, view him as a woman. I don't care if I were to run across him in real life. If he passed, I would probably call him she. If I like, I wouldn't have any, or if, or if I found him to be a, if I found him to be a genuinely good-hearted person with good intent, I would, I would, I would call him she. Like I would. I've done that before. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. It's no skin off my back. I don't view it that way. But if you have bad intent and you're trying to control people and manipulate them and, and twist reality, and if you're taking advantage of all that and you are you are showing yourself to be a dishonorable person because knowing your biological advantages that you have because you're a man, you're competing against biological women, you are a toad and you're not worthy <laughs> of respect. Like you're, you're not worthy of you're respect. You're a toad. I'll call you toad, <laughs> but that's what you are. And you're taking you're taking yeah. away scholarships and you're taking away awards and you're taking away um, achievements from women. That's what you're doing. And all for your own narcissism. And it's, you're not you're not behaving in a live and let live way, which is what originally I thought. I mean, that's what that's what I think good hearted people who are trans are. They're like, I just want to live this way and you live that way and leave me alone. I'm like, fine. I have no problem with that at all. I have no beef with you. But when you start trying to impose these these wants on other people and and to interfere um to control other people's it, then that that's a different beast and so i'm very grateful to the trans people who speak up against this insanity and who are like no he should not be competing against biological women like we have to, <laughs> there's obvious differences so <laughs> we're going to look back on this time in history and it's really just going to be what the heck like yeah what the hell are these people doing yeah, if there if there's no differences, what are you transitioning from and to? Like it doesn't make any sense. You're trying to say there's no differences, but but then why are you? What does transition mean? You can't transition without difference. Yeah, what does that even? It's mean? not possible, like, right? You're you're yeah. making a mockery. By the way, people like if I if I were a trans person, I would be horrified by people like Laurel Hubbard representing, you know, <laughs> right. in the public eye being a representation of what trans people are like. It's like. No, that person's nothing like me is what I would want to say. So here, like I sent you an image. Uh, I showed you this when we were in New Hampshire. I don't I know where this came from, but I got it off of Lydia Lydia Smith. Uh, I got it off of oh, her this profile. One. <laughs> it's pretty funny. If for anybody who's just listening and not watching, it's an old style inspiration, motivational poster. And it's got a very masculine looking woman throwing a javelin. And it says, calling all mediocre males. Women's medals, records, scholarships, sponsorships are now up for grabs. Live your dream by ruining theirs. Call the ACLU to find out how. You you can still get in on the action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. I, I'm just, you know, I like. I'm sorry, women. It's not going to get better. I'm especially, I especially feel bad for like high school age girls who are wanting to get sports scholarships and yeah, it's not going to get better. This is what we're doing to you. Yeah. Cause we care so deeply. We have so much empathy. Let's do a couple super chats. Um, Christopher Gorey says a friend of mine's Facebook post was deleted for being quote deemed historically inaccurate by independent fact checkers what did his post say that the slaves were freed under republican administration what am i missing here uh 
What you're missing is, um, <laughs> facts are not relevant. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you're missing. Clearly, that was true. Um, we actually at Porkfest there was an interesting discussion. Keith ran a discussion about secession, and uh, there was one woke dude there, really like, really wanting to talk about slavery. Like Keith was trying to make arguments about. Um, the war of northern aggression, right? And he was like talking about the principle of uh, secession as such, right? Separating it from any other, you know, bad things. And obviously, everyone there was like, "Yeah, slavery sucks. We all hate slavery. Like, immoral." But this one guy just wouldn't let it go. He wouldn't let it go. And it turned out what I think was he like he was just fundamentally opposed to if you mentioned the Confederacy, it must be to criticize it. You couldn't mention, you couldn't say anything non-critical about the Confederacy. So I think Keith literally could have been saying, I, I don't know, that they had nice food, and it would be like, yeah, but slavery! It's like, yes, well, yeah, bad, got it, I'll, I'll hate it. But you weren't allowed to say anything that wasn't uh, critical. So my guess, Christopher, is just Facebook's looking at this saying like, well, you know, you can't, I don't like what that's implying. You can't say anything <laughs> non-critical about Republicans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's not critical of Republicans. Um, it may be true that slaves were freed under a Republican administration, but you can't say that. Right. Right. Um, all right. Pyro Tomsky says, oh, my God, did you see the trailer for a new movie called Karen? You have to wa give it a watch. It's freaking hilarious. We did. And as you, you would be. Yeah. During the, the episode that we filmed the other day that on friday which will air tomorrow carrie revealed it to me for the first time i had not seen it and i think other people hadn't seen it too right so no none of uh, you yeah. guys had seen it yet except jason so I'll, we no, got okay. a lot of original reactions from beverly and carter and keith yeah yeah but i mean i'll just say something about that right now because okay. it's gonna be because i know people in the, look this movie that trailer is it reads like parody and i did a double take at first because i thought it was parody i think most people watching it will think it's parody and i saw a lot of very accurate commentary on twitter about how it's funnier than anything snl has done in years <laughs> like so i just can't believe it's a real movie what's going to happen when the real movie comes out it's actually probably going to do it's probably going to do well in terms of views and you think there'll be a lot money. of hate watching uh, not hate, but enjoyment. I mean, I'm gonna watch it and laugh the whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, you're gonna watch it? I, I wouldn't like. I'm not gonna watch that movie. Yeah, I really, because yeah. it's gonna be hilarious, don't you think? It'll be like one of those campy, like the movie Troll Two. Yeah. I I don't hate watch Troll Two. I love watching Troll Two, even though it's a terrible. I don't movie. know what Troll Two is. What is that? It's the best worst movie ever. Oh, like uh, the Room. What was that movie you made me watch? Was it? The room? Oh, I've never watched the Room. That uh, wasn't you. Someone else made no. me watch the room. No. Uh, I, no. Troll yeah, 2 is pretty good. Uh, this is going to be yeah. right up there with Troll 2. That should be their Karen. The best worst movie since Troll 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did It did look like a parody. It did look like a parody. Uh, what else happened? Last week, some things we missed last week. Uh, there was that dude. Where was he? Where was the dude who... Uh, stopped the mass shooting and then was killed by the cops. That was a fun one. What? Uh, for what those of you who think, 
Yeah, for those of you who, who are all back to blue, um, a mass shooter shot a cop um, and at the beginning of his rampage, and a private citizen shot the mass shooter um, and stopped the rampage. And then the cop showed up and killed uh, the private citizen. Cause... I haven't even Thanks. heard about this. You didn't know that one? Where was that? Does anyone in chat remember? Because it was like mid last week is when I remember it, and I don't even remember uh, where it was. Uh, here, I'll do a quick search for it. It was in Colorado. There we go. Look at Beverly. She's got it right there. Can you zoom in on that, Beverly, so we can read it? Hero who stopped Colorado gunman shot dead by police in case of mistaken identity. Colorado police on Friday explained how a heroic bystander who had just shot and killed a cop-hating gunman was himself fatally struck by a responding officer. John Hurley, 40, was shopping in downtown Arvada, a Denver suburb, when he heard Ronald Troike, Troike ambush and murder officer Gordon Beasley, uh, who was responding to a call on Monday afternoon. Troike, 59, then returned to his truck to grab an AR-15 and was holding it when Hurley, who was carrying a concealed weapon, confronted him and shot him dead. Police Chief Link Strait said in a video clip posted Friday, but when another officer responded to the scene, he saw Hurling, Hurley holding the suspect's rifle and tragically mistook the Good Samaritan for the cop killer, fatally shooting him. I guess you could argue mistakes happen, but um, I don't know. Makes, uh, makes you second guess whether you should save a cop who's under attack. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You hadn't seen that. Mm -mm. Let's do another. We had another super chat, uh, I think. It just popped up. It's hard to tell. Hold on. We do. Wes Graper. G-Man. Ah. Hey, G-Man. G-Man says, one thing I'd like to ask the transgender athletes is whether boobs really do get in the way. Only they know the before and after. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes, the deep well, philosophical that's questions. If, that's if they actually, I mean, for the sake of, we're talking about, what we're talking about people who are um, willing to compete against biological women so that they have an advantage, like in order to win. So I don't think they're even probably going to get breast implants. I would love to see a, a statistics on the number of these trans women who are competing I would love to see statistics on how many of them have actually got, gotten breast. I would guess most of them have not and will not get them. What if I, I just have, this maybe is a dumb question, but what if they just rename men's sports and women's sports to be male sports and female sports? Does it become much harder to do this? No. Because male and female are biological terms. It's not going to be harder, though, because they've already started. They've already moved past the uh, gender as a social construct. Biological sex is a biological reality. They've already moved past that. And now they're saying that biological sex is a social construct. Yeah, they but I think that feels in, like a harder argument to make. No, but but they'll make it. I think even if you change, they would still they would still come in and say you might even actually help them speed up the destruction of biological sex as a an agreed upon reality i don't you know you could at least require surgery to have happened maybe at that point right no maybe not you're right they would just cite like they would cite intersex people and yeah some that's what they do about. 
yeah. They they yeah. use a small percentage of uh, genetic abnormalities, and they try to use that as cover for a smokescreen for this whole idea that there is no biological sex. It's it's yeah. really dishonest. Yeah. Cheeky Marin chat just says your brain determines your quote sex. Yeah, you know what? This is a conversation that we I, I had actually with Beverly and her boyfriend on the way home uh, yesterday, two days ago, whenever it was. Um, I haven't I haven't read a lot about brain sex for like twenty years, so um, I don't know if there's been new developments. But I like it is true that I think that you're depending on there's like a few times during pregnancy when um, if you have you you get like a rapid rise in hormones, uh, testosterone in particular. And if you're male, um, like if you're bi biologically, the baby's biologically male, those, those, um, that testosterone is supposed to um, actually change your brain structure. So I think men and women have different brain structures. Like I think women have more connections between the hemispheres than men do. There's, there's a few other differences, but like that's, that's one that I'm pretty sure is true. And that, that flood of testosterone in utero at a particular time is supposed to, uh, and every, all, all the, the brain starts out female regardless of whether you're, quote female, like female oriented, uh, regardless of what, what the chromosomes are. But then you're, like, you're supposed to be getting these, this influx of testosterone at certain times during uh, pregnancy, and that does reconfigure your brain. It, it causes the brain to sever some of those connections, I guess, between hemispheres and whatever. So it is co totally possible for someone to be born with genitalia, but a brain configuration that is, uh, like if, if that testosterone doesn't happen at the right time or whatever, it's possible to be born with those two things out of sync. That doesn't mean, that does not mean that we let biologically male guys compete in women's sports. But uh, I think that's, I think that's like biologically what can happen. By the way, Cheeky Mayor doesn't agree with that statement. She wanted to make that clear. What statement? That your sex is determined by your brain. Oh, right. Yes. Um, um, so... Do we have more star chats to get through or can I, don't I talk think so. about we can move on. something kind of big that happened? Yes, talk about something else. So here, here's here's what's happening with CRT, with so the pushback against social justice. Mm -hmm. um, people who have been pushing back against it have scored some tactical wins in the in the public consciousness. Um People like James Lindsay and uh, Chris Rufo have done a very good job of of putting out a lot of information about what CRT really is and mobilizing parents to push back against it in their school boards. And in some cases, they've mobilized parents to try and get it uh, to, to get bills passed in different uh, in different states that would mm -hmm. prevent schools from teaching CRT. Um, and so there, there've been some positive advancements. Now here's, what's interesting. They always mutate like the ideology, the people who push this stuff, the postmodern influence on social justice ideology, as we've talked about, allows them 
to duck and and move out of the way of any because if you if you're are they going to change terms here, Carrie? Is that where oh, this yes. is going? Oh yes. Ah, here's what's happening. All right. So because they've done a good job of of freezing, isolating, and freezing CRT and what it means, the people who are pushing social justice are now scooting away from CRT. And so in the past few weeks, you've seen them, Joy Reid, especially on Legacy Media, Joy Reid has had on Kimberly Crenshaw. She's had on Ibram X. Kendi. She's had all of these people who push CRT and who have in the past been on the record as pushing CRT now come on and say, well, they don't really push CRT. They don't really, what they do is not really critical race theory. You know, in, in Kimberly Crenshaw's case, it's intersectionality, of course, we know that word. In Ibram X. Kendi's case, it's anti-racism, of course, we know that word. These are all the same thing. These are all parts of the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say. It's all like, social justice. It's all social in, justice. Intersectionality is critical race theory. Like Kimberly Crenshaw, <laughs> I actually cite her as a critical, like one of the, uh, the key critical race theorists that started this off. Like she is, and she's explicitly not postmodern. Um, right. Um, yeah. Okay. Here, this is, but they're uh, just going to use the other words. Okay. okay. So they're going to use other words now. They're going to back away from CRT because CRT has been isolated and frozen as something bad in the public consciousness. So now they want to distance themselves from it. The other thing they're doing. So that's very interesting. Number one, they're saying, if you name specific people, Chris Rufo went on Joy Reid, for example, mm -hmm. and which she embarrassed herself. If you haven't seen that interview, watch it. And you can find it because MSNBC put it up and they titled it Joy Reid Schools Anti-CRT Activist Chris Rufo. I'm surprised and they let him on. Any, I am too, but he kind of publicly embarrassed her on Twitter. And so she, I think, felt backed into a corner. Oh, so she, she brought him on. on Twitter, yeah. Right? And, and on the interview, she publicly embarrassed herself because she was arrogant. She talked over him. She barely let him answer any questions. And she had that mocking smile that a lot of narcissists wear. That, right. uh, that fake smile that is, you know, uh, if you're if you are a person who picks up on nonverbal cubes, it should trigger your gut for a reason because it's fake. She did that thing, but she uh, she got him off track because you could see very clearly through her response. This is how they're pushing back. When when he defined CRT, she's basically like, first of all, they're saying you guys don't know how to define CRT, and when you define it, they say no, that's not the definition, um, and then they say. It's just a legal theory. It's just in. It's just in. Uh, it's just at law schools. That's not true. Then they say they say this, Carter. They're saying this all over the place right now. They're saying, and you guys can't define it. And it's just a legal theory. And it's not even being taught in public schools. They're saying this. They're saying this repeatedly. And in seriousness, she said this. It's not being taught in K through twelve. So how can we ban it? It's not being taught there. And then. They're saying anybody that you cite when you bring up examples of CRT being taught in schools, if you, he brought up Robin DeAngelo, she's like, she's not a CRT. She's not CRT. Go to her website. She describes herself in CRT language on her website. But but what's happening is that they aren't operating within the parameters of reality. We're seeing the postmodern influence come out now where they don't feel a need to actually hear your argument and engage with your argument, what they're going to do instead is something really absurd. And it's, it's akin to the big lie. They are going to tell an outright falsehood to your face, 
I think, I think it was Josh Slocum. I heard somebody recently say, I think it was him say they're like the bully who steals your bicycle and then sitting on your bike says, I didn't steal your bike. <laughs> like like yeah. they're just, it's like, they're like, this isn't CRT. That's not CRT. It's not in the class. They're just outright denying reality and they don't care. And they think, they think that they, they're enough of a bully that you can't do anything about it. It's meant to humiliate you. It's meant yeah. to make you think, wow, it doesn't, facts don't even matter to these people. They're going to say the sky is not blue. Yeah. Well, it's also, so I agree it is to bully you. It's also to remember that they're, um, they're minions, they're sheep, will do what, you know, they'll, they'll, the NPCs that get programmed by the likes of Joy Reid will do, do the bidding. Um, but it's, they're not, they're still human. They're not infinitely naive. Like, and when they start hearing some pushback on CRT, they need, you know how you've said before, when people are following this ideology, they're not actually having a conversation and thinking they're running through responses. Right. There's a response like when Carrie says, blah, if she says this, this is the response. If this is happening, this is the response. And yes, that's what they're doing. Yes. yes. Well, that response list needs to be updated from time to time because yes. when when the conversation changes to a point of, well, my responses don't work anymore. Yes. The, the enemy has identified this and they're shattering my responses and that's going to cause me to like question my programming. They need to update, it needs to be NPC 2.0, like, oh, here's the new updated list of responses. And their method actually is, that's a quite, it's a quite a um, effective method because what you can do is there, it sounds like they're taking, so actually even, just to be clear, even identifying that this was critical race theory and the postmodern, like postmodernism and CRT combined, that took a decent amount of work to, to to trace the ideological roots of this stuff and to figure out that the crap that Ibram X. Kendi was saying and Kimberly Crenshaw was saying and Robin D'Angelo was saying, and that was like, oh, to kind of see it all as one thing with the intellectual roots and to and to peer through the postmodernism and critical uh, critical theory of, of Judith Butler and, and people all the way back to the Frankfurt School. Like that that took some time and effort to to look at Marcusa and some of the old uh, older philosophers and and trace the roots and kind of um, be able to make statements about this woke ideology as a whole. That took time and effort. And and people like James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose obviously did a lot of that work. They were able to really um, describe it in a way that other people kind of understand. You and I have done work. I mean, not as much as James and Helen, but like you and I have done a decent amount of work there, like being able to 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 describe this ideology as a whole. And so it's now become very dangerous because uh, – this list of of responses is not sufficient um and being able to name this is is become dangerous so they actually balkanizing it and and saying like well they're what they're trying to do is we've we've identified it as a whole and 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 identified the common philosophical beliefs and elements that run through all these things and what they're trying to do is pick them back apart so if one falls the other one still stands. So if you're able to tear down Robin D'Angelo for whatever reason, Ibram X. Kendi stands. Um, yeah. And if you're able to tear him down, uh, yeah. you know Kimberly Crenshaw still stands or whomever, yes. right? So it's it's yes. a it's a it's a way to kind of be 
massively evasive because you can't you, you they don't want this is and we've we've seen this we saw this with the word social justice you see this everywhere right whenever they people identify yes. the essence of something and are then able to talk about it it needs to be balkanized so that like yes. and and you know so that now you can't you can't actually there's no there's no clear target anymore yeah. um so, so it's a very effective strategy I, I i think they it is a very effective strategy and like you're saying the the way that they update the programming for all the sheep mm -hmm. like the like it, it's almost the akin to the uh hypnopedia in brave new world where they're just programming overnight they're just pumping stuff into people's heads well they do that right. or here. here's they, newspeak here's the next version of newspeak right. and Boom. they don't they don't need yeah. to pump it into our heads through hypnopedia while we're sleeping like in brave new world they just do it through the media constantly they do it right. with shows like joy reed and you get multiple impressions of the bullshit that they're trying to feed us every day if you're plugged into it and they uh so the the updates that they're doing to the programming they don't have to make sense together collectively they can they can uh contradict one another so for example one of the program updates they're doing right now is they're saying that's not crt another right. another program update they're doing is saying crt isn't being taught in the classroom and those two things don't they can contradict one another like right. they it these things don't have to be in alignment they they can right. have another one that says um you know crt is just a, a theory that and they do have one where they're like it's just a theory of talking about racism and systemic race it's just a way right. to that's talk the postmodernist thing it's like right. well, it's just a theory it doesn't relate to reality don't right. worry and they all <laughs> they can, these different defenses can contradict one another it doesn't matter because it's up to the sheep to pick whichever one as you pointed out before words for them are just tools for manipulation they're not tools for greater understanding they're not right. tools for greater understanding and compromise they're tools to manipulate so they'll just pick whichever one of these defenses they need in a given argument and it's already working i had multiple friends yesterday on social media, I was reading through messages. I, again, my inbox is perpetually full. I apologize, but I try to go in there once in a while and just read a few at the top. I had a bunch that came in yesterday from people that are like sending me screenshots of arguments they're having with friends online now and good for them. Good for them. Continue having these arguments where where the, the sheep in their life, the people who are plugged into the machine are just repeating this stuff. And they were all repeating the Joy Reid talking points that have been happening right. for the past two weeks. They were all saying, well, that's not even CRT and CRT is a legal theory and C CRT isn't even being taught in the classrooms, guys. It's not even being, it's like, what are you talking about? It's been documented. It's documented. It's been in the class. Chris Rufo alone, that's one journalist, has exposed over 12 different school districts that are teaching it. You know, uh, Gabrielle, I'm blanking on her last name, but she's the mother, a black mother who's suing because her son's school is teaching CRT. There's countless examples. It almost right. feels like when, when you're being told, this is what we call a big lie because it's so at odds with the reality. You can, you can look at this, you can look at the uh, coursework that's been leaked out of these schools. We all have friends who have kids in schools that are learning this stuff and who've shared it. I've shared one of my friends in New York, they're teaching CRT to his, his elementary age kids. And we've shared stuff from his classroom. It's everywhere now. And to say that it's not, it almost it almost makes you it's gaslighting. It's like they're telling right. you that you're crazy and that reality is not reality. 
Yeah, and and look, regardless of what you call, I mean, the obvious response here is, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's evil. Yeah, it's evil. You can call That's, it whatever you call it. Call yeah. it, you know, toadstool philosophy. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's here, evil. So here, <laughs> here are evil. some tips. I want to give people a few tips for if you start to encounter these updated programming coming from the NPCs or the SJWs in your life or what have you. Here's what I would say. Here's a couple of tips. A lot of them are going running around saying, these bills, these bills are going to prevent uh, schools from teaching about racism and history. No, they don't. And and a lot of these people haven't read the bills. So I would ask them specifically, say, and show genuine curiosity, what part of the bills, what specific part of the language of the bill in this state or whatever do you have a problem with? Can we talk about, can you cut and paste what part you have a problem with? Because if they go to the... And by, just by asking that, don't accuse them of not having read it because you'll make them defensive. They probably haven't read it, I'm sure. But just just ask them, what part do you have a problem with? Assume that they've read it. Then they'll probably, if they have any honesty left in their body whatsoever, they'll probably quickly go read it and try and see what they have a problem with. And the point is to expose the fact that in the bills, the bills say, uh, essentially, you can't teach kids that one race is superior or inferior to another. Do they have a problem with that? Uh, you can't teach that uh, uh, one race is inherently racist. Do, do they have a problem with that? You can't teach that we should judge and treat people differently on the basis of race. Do they have a problem with that? Like, figure out what it is they have a problem with. That would be my my biggest tip. And the other thing is what you just said, Carter. It doesn't matter what you call it. If they say that's not CRT, say, oh, well, do you? No matter what, what do you call, call it, racism? What, what do you call? I this? call it CRT. What right. do you call? <laughs> what do you call this? And and are you okay with it being in the classroom? No matter what it's called, are you okay with it being in the classroom? Right. I mean, my guess is that Joy Reid did not offer a, a, a definition of critical race theory, right? Um, because they she can't. Said, she I don't said know, it's a legal theory. Yeah, they do the whole okay, thing but that's it. just a that's just a, that's a description. That's not a definition. Yeah, it's a legal theory. Like, oh, okay. I mean, and in fairness, oddly enough, Kimberly Crenshaw did introduce it as legal theory. <laughs> like, yeah. intersectionality is was started out as a legal theory because Kimberly Crenshaw is a fucking lawyer. Like, okay, but that doesn't mean it's only a legal theory. Um, but they won't they won't define it because it because they know if they define it. Yeah. If they define it in a way that you don't have an argument with it, then um, then they're not actually talking about the thing that they want to push. And you can be like, oh, well, sure, that sounds great. Let's just do that thing, right? And if they define it in a way where uh, it does actually link to any of the yeah, evils yeah. that it actually is, then you can push back on it. So they can't, they can't, they don't want to define it. They don't want um, to define it. That's just because like- Because that gives you like, a target. Like you pointed out, that's just like how they came for, if you use social justice now as a phrase, they have multiple different avenues of attack. If you use SJW, they'll say, and it doesn't matter if those contradict, they'll say, SJW is a pejorative, don't use that. But then they'll also say, who would be opposed to social justice? As if we should all be SJWs. Like they, 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 and they'll use whichever works for on you in that moment. Cause they know if they think you care about principles, and intellectual honesty, like, and consistency, then they'll use whatever one works on you, but they don't care about those things. A lot of them, the ones with bad intent. Yeah, they don't. And, and like, I, I like the, 
I like the analogy you've used before, right? Where, which, which we just talked about with their, they're kind of going through a list of things to say back to you. They're not having a conversation. They're not with having you, right? a conversation. With um, you. And the way I think about it is, I like to think about it as even like an even dumber version of it, which is like they hear noises that make them uncomfortable, and they're looking for noises that will make you shut up. Yes. Like that's, they're not even words. There's like, yes. there's some noises that I, they make, they give me anxiety. What are, what's the noises that I might make that would make the anxiety yeah. go away? Uh, CRT, blah, 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 blah. They're just trying some noises at you until you shut up. Um, yeah. Cause they don't, your noises make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Marie, I, Marie says, uh, CRT is just a legal theory. Like Adolf Hitler was just a vegetarian artist. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, Marie. Meaning not at all, YouTube. Meaning there's much more to both of those things. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But I think this, to me, I look at this kind of stuff. I mean, part of it's a little bit depressing because I look at it and it's not. Um, this is evidence of the fact that you actually can't. We're going to get all the way back to secession at this point. This is evidence that like. You can't, there is no reconciliation with these people. There is no coming to terms. They're not having a discussion. There is no coming to terms with the left at this point. They've gone so full, not that, not that no people will wake up, like some of them obviously will come out of it. And like, when I'm speaking in general, um, there's no, there's no like healing that can take place. There's no reconciliation. There's no coming together there's no convincing them like they the tactics that we're talking about here are not honest tactics these aren't honest disagreements this isn't an honest discussion there's no honesty here coming from the cathedral an honest discussion like if you could sit down with you could get ibram x kendi and tanahisi coates and uh robin d'angelo and, and throw in joy reed sure you get them in a room together. If they were to have an honest discussion with you, it would be it would begin with a definition of critical race theory that was agreed upon that actually correctly represented what it is and what they've been pushing, right? And and then you would then you could debate the merits of it and have a discussion. That's not at all what happens. They're not interested in having a discussion. So this isn't honest. There's there's and you can't you can't reconcile with a group that's willing to be patently dishonest. Yeah. Just with with no shame about it. No shame. Zero shame about this. You can't. The only thing you can do, and and by the way, if we're gonna use a psychological uh, we look at this from a psychological angle. If you run into someone with borderline person, like like deep borderline personality disorder or narcissism, there's no fixing that relationship. You leave. You don't interact with them. That's how you fix your life. You don't force yourself. Like you, you don't sit down with a like massively narcissistic psychopath and try and negotiate. You know a better way to live in the same house with them. You fucking leave. You leave the house. You don't interact with them. That's the only way. Like you, you don't. There's yeah. no, there's no way to deal with that person. It's like, 
you don't negotiate with a serial killer and you don't try and come to terms with with a, a pathological narcissist you don't do those things you just leave there are plenty yeah. of people around who aren't those people you can build communities and 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 have a life without interacting with those people at all and as a group this is why i support something like a secession because we need to be start start building communities where we don't have to worry about Joy Reid. She's not part of our community. She's not in our reality. Yeah. She's doing her thing over somewhere else, and she's got her flock of sheep, and she's leading them around to, into some kind of self-destructive whirlwind of of you know CRT or whatever they're calling it that day. Yeah. Fine, let them let them be. Let them destroy their own institutions. Let them destroy themselves build your own because you can't like this just makes it so obvious to me you can't this isn't a battle that can be fought with words it can't it can be fought with ostracism it can be like you can move just leave just don't be there just leave right i do believe it can be fought with words in terms of we're still waking people up all the time and i i i i believe that we can reach and still need to reach many people. And it's good that it's reached in some ways. It's good that it's reached this level of insanity because it's easier for people to see it as insanity. And every day there's more people. My housemate woke up th this past year. Like there's people every day who are waking up. So um, the the other thing I was going to say is you were saying something about Evo Max Kendi and, and these people not being honest. He actually said on, I think it was on his appearance with Joy Reid, he said they're going after critical race theory because they they are can't go after, too afraid to come after anti-racism. Now, this is an interesting <laughs> statement. This is an interesting statement because he's so dumb. I actually do think he's pretty low IQ. He's so dumb he doesn't realize that there there are some of the, I mean, he's smart enough. He's like, I don't mean he's low. I just mean he's not high you're not like maxing not, waters low iq no no i just mean he's like sort of average he's not a really smart narcissist who because he just revealed something there he just revealed something there he just said they're coming after crt because they can't come after anti-racism meaning he knows they're all the same thing he knows they're all the same thing and he's he just admitted they're the same thing and that we're and that people who have been attacking this have done a good job of organizing around and identifying and freezing the part of it that calls itself CRT um, because they can't come after anti-racism. Why? Because he, th he thinks he's named his version of CRT or social right. justice or whatever. His name call. is so much better. His name right. is so clever. It's like Antifa. It's so clever. I named it the opposite of the thing it is, right? That's the thing about him is, I, first of all, he's the other thing about that statement is he's wrong. Many of us have come after what you call anti-racism, even Max Kendi, we do it all the time. What you call anti-racism is racism. This whole thing you've coined, this new phrase, and it's just another, it's just another kind of social justice. All of this stuff, including CRT, is under the umbrella of social justice. Gender theory, queer theory, all that stuff's under there too. All of this is under there. And you guys keep coming up with new names for this, what you're selling, which is this mutated form of Marxism. And for you, your new name, your coined term that you're making a big buck off of right now, you con artist, it happens to be anti-racism. But it's just racism. That's what you're selling. And yeah, no, nobody's afraid. It's not that we're afraid to come after that. I do think that uh, 
I do think it was a good tactical move, although it wasn't a conscious one on my behalf, but the people who've been pushing back against CRT, like Christopher Rufo, maybe it was a tactical move that they went after the part of this that calls itself CRT to start with. But I hope, I hope we continue. I think what we need to see next is that we identify other names that this goes by, whether it's intersectionality or it's anti-racism and that we do the same to those, freeze them. Yeah, although I, I will, and, and I, I agree with that. I, I will say my inclination here when they when they are seeing their tactics and, and realizing the extent of the dishonesty here, um, it's fine to be on the defensive, but we need to remember we're not. I'm not. Maybe maybe you are. I'm not arguing against this. I'm arguing for individualism. Individualism is the only valid. Like, it's the only valid way to build the society. It's the only philosophy that's worked throughout time. Every time we've tried a little bit of it, it's worked out great for everyone. And the more we do, the better it is. It's the only moral way to look at the world. So, like, treating people like individuals is the gold standard. Yeah. That's the gold standard. Yes. And that's what we should be arguing for. And it doesn't matter what ways they come up with to contradict that or to go against it or to fight it or to, like... To, to usurp it with some form of collectivism. The variant of collectivism is irrelevant. I don't care if it's pure Karl Marx classism. I don't care if it's, the, it's, if it's racism. I don't care if it's gender stuff. It doesn't matter. Whatever collectivism they're trying to push is wrong. And it's wrong not because we're just fighting against it, but because individualism is wonderful. Individualism is what lets people uh, self-actualize and manifest in in reality the life that they want it's the, it's the most pro-human way to look at the world and to organize society so that's what we're pushing for yes. so instead of thinking yourself as someone who's like you're not on like stop being on the defensive when you i'm not talking to you particularly carrie like i'm not this isn't a criticism i'm just saying it you know to to our community Stop thinking of yourself as being on the defensive. Stop thinking of yourself as someone who's like trying to prevent this bad idea or that bad idea or whatever. And start thinking of yourself as someone who's trying to push and promote individualism. Because individualism, by the way, is an antidote to all this. It's, it's an inoculation to all of this. If yes. you've got people who understand individualism and if you've got individualists running around it doesn't matter what the fuck new term Ibram X Kendi comes up with as long as it's collectivist they'll go that's stupid you're retarded because it's anti-individualism like and and I think for too long we've we've got a a general population that kind of doesn't know what's good about America all they know is that it feels good and it feels like it's getting bad and these things are attacking it and so they're attacking back on these things but you'll never win that way you got to identify what the good principles were and push them because yeah. those good principles are leaps and bounds like they are they, those good principles are more than capable of absolutely shattering any tripe that comes out of ibram x Kennedy's mouth no matter what he calls it yes it's simple. What they are doing is actually stupid. It's moronic. It doesn't stand up to any reasonable objective analysis. It's patently anti-life and anti-human and anti-individualist. And if you understand that, fighting them is, is ridiculously simple. There is nothing that scares me about anything they say with respect to, I don't know, do I have a good counter argument? Of course I have a good counter argument. It's absolute crap. It's stupid. 
It's stupid. The yeah. only reason you don't have a good counter argument is you're not thinking in terms of what you're pushing. You're yes. instead, you're just reacting to what the fuck they're saying. And they've yes. got confusing crap and they're changing words and it's hard to react to that. But if you remember, individualism is what matters. Yeah. Like suddenly that fog is lifted from all of his crap and it's very obvious. He's just a grifter saying a bunch of crap to try and get some form of collectivism pushed. And that's what you're fighting. Yeah. Bravo. That's it. Exactly. Take a higher lens, you know, step back from it a bit and look at it in terms of individualism and collectivism. Yeah. And, and like individualism. And, and by the way, I don't, I know that that's a term that a lot of people understand. I'm not talking about like individual expression, although that's fine. Right. I'm talking about it philosophically. And, and what I mean is individuals are sovereign and have self-ownership and the individual takes priority over the collective. The collective doesn't have a right to 99.9% .9 of the people can't vote to enslave 0.1% of the people. Like the individual sovereignty is what matters. And the, and the idea that was not fully, I admit, was not fully implemented by the United States. And this is what Douglas, or uh, not Douglas Adams, <laughs> he wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Guy, Frederick Douglass. Never confuse Douglas Adams and Frederick Douglass. Uh, but this is what Frederick Douglass would talk about. Like yes. the, the, what the idea of the United States, that, that individuals were sovereign and had these rights, a priori rights that didn't come from government, but came by virtue of the fact that there were humans on the earth. That idea, to the extent that it's been implemented, has done wonders for humanity. That's the pro-human, pro-life philosophy. Yes. Um, and it's and all of these attacks against that, whether it's the progressives from the 19th century or Karl Marx or that uh, Austrian painter we just mentioned earlier or Ibram X. Kendi, all of this, all of this is just some form of collectivism. It's some form of saying the rights of this group supersede right. the rights of an individual. That's all. That's, That's all, all it is. And, and for normies who've gotten seduced by wokeness and are hearing this, think of it this way, too. What they're telling you is that people should not be judged and treated as individuals based on their character, based on their behavior and their, their beliefs and, and the way they carry themselves in the world. This ideology is collectivist, just like white supremacy. Social justice, critical race theory, all whatever it goes by, all the different names it goes by, it's collectivist, just like white supremacy. It says we need to judge people and treat them differently based on what race they are, based on what sex they are. That's all, that's messed up. It's always been messed up. I don't care what your reasons are for it. If you think, if somebody has convinced you that there's a good reason to judge and treat people differently on the basis of what collective they're a part of, on the basis of what racial group they're in or what sex group they're in, like somebody's done a number on you You've been had, you're being right. used, you're being manipulated. Right. And this is why, you know, this is why the elites sneer at, there's a lot of people who actually haven't studied it as much as we have, haven't really, like they don't really know, but they have a gut feeling and they describe it as Marxism. They're like, this is just kind of a Marxism. Yeah. Right. And they, and the intellectual snobby elites hate that. And it's not, what an idiot. It's not Marxism. Blah, blah, blah. No, obviously it's not exactly Marxism, but what you're, what that gut feeling is telling you is correct. Yeah. Marxism in its core, philosophically, the essence of Marxism is 
a collectivist philosophy. And Marxism, obviously very focused on class, and it was the class collective that mattered. But that's why you feel that way, because anything that's collectivism kind of smells like Marxism, because Marx is the most well-known collectivist ideology. Yeah. 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 Today has been, that was a good, that was a good uh, little speech you did there. I I liked it. Okay. No, it wasn't a rant. It was good. Um, Let's wrap up, though, because I like that. And I don't want to end on anything that's not as much of a high as that. All right. We have a couple. Can we just do a couple uh, super chats? Um, All right. The ones that I think I've missed. Kent Onufertruck says, Alberta, the Texas of Canada. (laughs) Wow, that's saying a lot for Alberta. I didn't realize that. The Texas of Canada is fully off restrictions July 1st. The rest of the country is predictably calling us a bunch of rednecks like always glad you did pork fest look forward to the clips yeah by the way oh hey clint. Pork fest. we met clint at pork fest kent Woo-hoo. kent o'new for chuck kent. Not clint. oh sorry never kent mind for chuck. never mind i met clint at pork fest <laughs> yeah that's fine and by the way kent sent us that one twice so you like i feel like i should read it twice but instead i'm just gonna say thanks for doing it twice uh, Johnny Boy Quick Draw says, "How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It depends. After greasing regulators, kickbacks to bureaucrats, and lobbying politicians, then the woodchuck can chuck wood. <laughs> right? Yeah. Zero under a mixed economy uh, with well, the Fed. Well, actually, Johnny Boy Quick Draw, that's not wood, and woodchucks <laughs> aren't actually chucking wood. And none chucking of those, is racist. None of those people you're talking about are woodchucks, and." <laughs> It's not even happening. <laughs> and please define yeah. wood, because I don't think you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was better. Uh, and, and I think the last one is Brian H. Allen, who gives us uh, five bucks for my hi, individualism Brian. rant. So, hi, Brian. Yeah. All right. I think that's, I think we can end there. I think we're good. Um, as a reminder, let me do a few reminders. Let's close out with some reminders. One, we, I think, I haven't looked to see if anyone purchased anything in the past couple of days, but I think we still have one room and a couple beds maybe left for the unsafe space, re- space retreat in August. So if you're interested in doing that, um, it'll be a blast. We're looking forward to it. I did send out an email to people who've already signed up, which gives you an outline, tells you a little bit more about what we're doing and where it is. Um, so, uh, please jump on that because uh, when those fill up, that's there's nothing left. That's it. Uh, also, as a reminder, um, you can go to unsafespace.com slash donate if you want to donate uh, or buy merch there at shop, unsafespace.com slash shop. Also, while we're banned generally, it's uh, unsafespace.com is the best way to find our content. It will always be there. Unsafespace.com slash live will always point to either the last live thing we did, or if there's a new one scheduled, it'll point to the new one scheduled no matter where that is. So um, that's the best way to do that. Throw your email in there when you get to the site and you will learn of ban updates and that kind of stuff. Um, And as I mentioned, we're going to try, hey, go check out this unsafespace.com slash farm for this local farm thing that we guy that we met at Porkfest farm match who carried around... uh, Raw milk. I don't know. Maybe it'll work. I'm going to try it out later today. Uh, I recognize it's a little bit of an ad kind of thing that I'm doing, and we haven't done that before. But, uh, you know, we do have to pay our bills, and YouTube's not going to let us monetize. So 
we might as well see if we can start supporting other people in a freedom-minded community. Uh, so we're going to do that. I think that's everything. Anything else I'm missing, Carrie? Oh, I'm going to sell Tiger for, what do you think you I can tiger? get? $25. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you should charge a lot more for Tiger. But yeah. I'm just kidding. What do you think? We always joke around with them like, how much can we get for you? Um, there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, book club. Just an, another reminder about book oh, club. Mm-hmm. Catch 22. If you guys want to join, you still have time to read. Carter and I haven't started it yet. We are going to be starting this week. <laughs> yes. And what date uh, is July that? 11th. July 11th. July 11th. Cool. Noon Pacific. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you all. Thank Beverly, who's silently in the background throwing images up and doing that kind of stuff. And we'll see you guys. As a reminder, the Porkfest show will be out hopefully tomorrow. We'll see you guys again Friday. May or may not be. Oh, Beverly wants me to talk about this shirt. It's not on our website yet, but it will be. If you're interested in one, you can you can email us or whatever, but it will be eventually up there. Um, all right. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. Bye, Carrie. Carter. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms. Well, mostly. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. The following co-conspirators will report to the Enrichment Center immediately to receive a surprise. I am disappointed that you are still watching. I have made a note of this failure in your record. Experts agree that critical race theory is not a deadly neurotoxin. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.